I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yue Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Brunch Talk, where we're going to dish about your burning dating questions. Yeah, so we might as well just get into it today because we got a good one for you all. They're all good ones. This one. This question is, is it a red flag to date someone who has no friends? Ooh. So more context, our listener wrote in and said, I met a guy that seems fantastic. My only concern, though, is that he doesn't have any friends. Mm. I am someone that truly values my social support network, always had a lot of friends, and I'm wondering if this is something to be alarmed about. Is this a red flag? I am curious to know if someone truly has no friends, though. I think to someone who has a lot of friends, someone who has like two friends could be considered <laughs> no friends. Yeah, right? I yeah. Know. So I agree. It's, it's all relative. I truly don't believe that someone has absolutely no, zero, zero friends. 
friends. There is also an, a situation or where someone has friends from their childhood moved away. They may not have friends in their immediate location, but they still have friends. I think the more important question is, is it a red flag to date someone who does not have a social life outside of your relationship? Maybe that's more of the, the mm-hmm. question. But if you're saying they have no friends, it means that you're not diving deeper into what what their friend circle is. That's a really good point, especially as we get older in life and people, you know, settle down. A lot of people move to the suburbs once they have children or just move away from us. But if you're in a major city, this happens a lot, different life stages. So asking a little more details, I think even just asking like about just like, oh, tell me about like a close friend had or maybe still have in learning more. We need to get curious. We get all these questions all the time of just like, is this a red flag? Is this a problem? Everyone is going to be different. I don't think we can blanket answer this question, to be honest, because maybe it is a red flag with some people. If they have no social interaction, they can't carry a conversation with you. They aren't gonna, you know, have any relational skills whatsoever. But then we might have someone else that you get along with great and conversation flows and they show up for you in every way possible like a friend. But circumstance just had them fall out of touch with people. And think back to your values. What do you value the most in a partnership? Do you value you two making new friends together or having a strong circle of friends, mutual friends? Or do you value a partner who has a few really close, deep Mm -hmm. friendships? Or do you value a partner who is just a partier, who is always out and about, who always has plans, always has people around them? What is it that you're looking for? Whether they have one, five or a hundred friends has no implications on your relationship. How they interact with their circle has implications on your relationship. So turn that around and think, what do I truly value? For me, I've dated people who had a lot of friends and it drove me fucking nuts because they never had time for me. They were always out with their friends and I would have to tag along and then I would have no life of my own because their social calendar was was so packed. And I've also dated people who had one or two really close friends. And I really enjoyed that because I got to have one-on-one time with my partner and also intimate time with their friends that I can get to know better. Now I realize I value a partner with deep friendships mm-hmm. that with friends I can get to know and maybe eventually they become part of my family. But I do not need someone filling their social calendar every day. No, it's a really good point. We have this group of friends guy friends and my friends always joke that we would never want to date any of them when they date girls they bring them to parties all the time and to go to that every week like once in a while it's fun but to go that every single week would just be exhausting and you would never spend quality time with them and i don't know at this stage of life i don't want to be like drinking all the time and partying all the time that being said this was something actually that i really had to take off my list because Mm. there was a point of time in my life You know, social life was the core, I feel like. Like, I was Mm -hmm. definitely liking to go out, and that was what I did. And spent the who I spent time with was in that setting. And I remember actually one of the reasons I wanted a relationship was so I'd have someone that could go out with me and my friends. Look 
looking yeah. back on it, that <laughs> means I was not ready for a relationship. Right. Absolutely right. not ready. But in the moment, that's what seemed to be important. And I actually feel like I valued people's like social status a bit. Like, I don't think it was like a conscious thing, but I met like a few of my past partners before my current one in the wilds through friends of friends. And I really like that because, you know, there was something about it that gave me like some validation or status. Mm -hmm. I hate saying it now, but I think that really was what it was. But looking back, one person I could think of was a terrible person. Like there was no reason I should have been dating this person in the first (laughs) place. So just giving like the reason being because of social status and that they have a lot of friends and common friends, like that's not a good reason to date someone. The other person, my longer term ex, like I actually thought he fit a mold because Mm. of how I met him and his brother that was super social and in the scene. And he actually ended up not being that person all said and done. So I got like attracted because of that, but that wasn't actually who he was at all. So I think the long story short is you can really get sidetracked for some of this stuff. I think this is a little deviating from do they have friends? Maybe the other thing we can dive into after this quick break is more like how does that affect your relationship and relational skills? This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido strengthening herbs and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. 
Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? <laughs> There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to ask you, because this is the one thing I've thought about with this topic. So my partner does not have a ton of friends. Like he has a few close friends that do not live here. And at first I was like, oh, is this going to be a problem? And then I saw it wasn't because he's very social with my friends, able to, you know, I think that was my concern. Like, can this person hang? So again, this goes back to you and your specific situation. You need to look at all the criteria. The one thing though, that I do think having a larger support system gives Gives you is more practice with relational skills just because you're relating to more and more people. So again, there's not it's not a red flag if they don't. It's more of can they relate in other ways? Have they had that backbone, whether it's their family members or a core friend a long time ago? Like, do they have those relational skills that will work in your relationship? Or you might realize they don't, and that's okay. It still can work. It just might be this area that's maybe a little easier for you than it is for them. Yeah, I can see that. I think I would take that a step further and ask, how are they discerning their friendships? Yeah, Or are they discerning at all? A person could have a hundred friends, but all of them could be very quality friendships. I believe that. It's very hard to balance, but I've seen it be done. But I rather look at are they able to edit people out and in into their life based on their values? Like, for example, I think about this. If my friend's partners were to write Yelp reviews about him, what would they say? Would it be like a thousand reviews of people going, love partying with him. Yeah. He's so much fun. What a cool guy. Or would it be, oh, that time we went through a really hard experience mm-hmm. while we we're traveling in Panama. And then he was the one that really helped us out of this situation. That's a specific example that shows me that this friendship is deeper and it has it's high quality friendship. So if they're able to discern who are the close friends and who are the peripheral friends, I'm like hats off to you. At least you understand. That's a really good point too. Because when I think about it, like let's say everything else lines up. They get along great with you. They can hang with your friends, even if they don't have friends of their own. Your relationship is running smoothly. In that case, I'm just not sure how important it really is. Mm. It more becomes problematic if your relationship can't run smoothly because because of skills that they haven't learned by having other friends. But if you have a bunch of people that are just getting together to watch sports and drink beers together, and they're not actually relating in any way, I'm not quite sure if that actually is giving you any more relational skills than someone that doesn't have as many close friends. Maybe it is in some way. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
maybe uh, <laughs> I like to see I like to see the results of that, but most likely not. And I would even question it's like it's the quality of your friends. It's the the friends who what are they bringing to the table for you? And what do you what do you do for them? What is that exchange there? And then also, am I with a partner who has a lot of friends from the past and no relationship experience or a lot of relationships and no friends? Mm. That relativity is actually very telling. I think it's a red flag if someone's only been in relationships, only had back to back to back, and then had no friends along the way. It just shows me that they only want to be in a romantic relationship and they don't care about fostering their community. That to me is more of a red flag than someone who doesn't have friends. So I would argue it's not a red flag either because you just don't know what their situation is. Sometimes it's just not that easy to make friends nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it could be a red flag. I'm not saying it's not. If they're super dependent on their relationships and they're unwilling to make friends, sure, maybe that is a red flag. But also it could just be circumstance. If you move to a new city, it's actually could be easier just to load up a dating app and meet someone than actually go somewhere to meet friends. Like, it's not that easy anymore. It's true. And that to me is unfortunate. I, it is I don't unfortunate. Wanna, I don't want to date someone who can't go out there and make, make friends who will take the route of being in a relationship to save themselves the effort of making friends. And I get there are different circumstances that could this could happen in. But I've definitely had a friend who was dating someone who only believed in back to back to back relationships that he had no relational skills when it comes to his family, when it when it came to her friends, mm. when it came to his co-workers. He just did not know how to keep people around. He just knew how to keep a relationship around. If you have a life with that person, they're solely dependent on you for a social life. No, thanks. Door closed well, for me. I think that is, I, I agree, that doesn't sound good at all. But I think that's why there's so much nuance to this is, you know, there could be someone that was in back to back relationships that could relate fine to their partner's friends and family and all that. It's looking at the whole picture a bit more of just how, what are their relational skills overall? And how do they show up? What is the core need? When I hear you say this, it sounds like you want someone that has some independence. So how do we like relate it back a little to like, what is it that we actually want from them? And then see, is it the issue that they have no friends? Or is it the issue that they're super dependent on me? Yeah, values. What do you value the most? And maybe some people don't value that independence. I know people who love dating people who just like kind of latch on to their social lives. It's kind of interesting. Like, oh, okay, I would never choose that route. But good for you. Again, it goes back to like getting crystal clear on what it is that you want. And Mm. by sending us this question, what is truly bothering you here? Is it that this person's around you 24-7 and you're feeling suffocated or that you're looking to expand your social circle and this person's not really helping you facilitate that? Yeah. Or are they awkward with your friends? Or you just, you know, we hear things all the time. We just say, is it a red flag? Maybe nothing's even happened and you're just getting ahead of things. In the early stage of dating, we're always looking for red flags. And, you know, it's it's a good thing in some ways because we're making sure that we're, you know, taking care of ourselves and protecting ourselves. But we have to make sure we're focused on the actual red flag. So we're going to refer you back to the episode that we did a few weeks ago, the real red flag to look out for that we did. Because 
we can get really caught up in all these things that may or may not be a red flag and overlook the stuff that actually matters. Yeah, a a person who is engaging in toxic relationship behavior would try to shut you out of your social circle. They would only want to just be you and them in this little bubble, and they want to remove you from where you belong. So that's a major red flag to look out for. That point has nothing to do with how many friends they have. It's (laughs) what they're trying to do to your life. Right. And I think there's also a big difference too is let's say they don't have a lot of friends. Like My my partner does have friends, but they're not as local. But he totally supports me going out with my friends whenever on my own. So he doesn't always need to be there. He does like coming. So that's also a positive for me. I wanted a partner that would enjoy being with my friends, but he also can give me the space to do it on my own and to foster more of the one-on-one that's very important to me. So it's not, again, not if they have friends or they don't have friends, but how do they act in relation to you and your friends and all the stuff that's happening in this relational dynamic? Yeah, (laughs) it's a balancing of friends. Can you in a partnership, you have your own friends, they have their own friends and you have some friends in the middle that are mutual friends that maybe you've met together you can build those friendships I think that's a very healthy balance you have three worlds yeah. going on here and sometimes the worlds kind of collide it's cool but if it's not balanced and all your eggs are in one of these worlds then it does make someone wonder like what are we building a life together or are we just you know kind of like heavy into this this one world. And some people are just more introverted than others too. For sure. Oh yeah. I remember I felt bad. This was after I had we had been traveling for two weeks and I had plans with our friend Louise. And I remember mm-hmm. asking her, like, oh do you like do you mind if my partner comes? If not, that's totally fine. Like I want to catch up with you, but I feel bad because he doesn't have plans. And I asked him and he was like, I want to just chill the fuck up. We've been with people <laughs> for two weeks. So sometimes you need to just accept that like maybe your needs aren't the same as your partner anyways. But then we went to the show and it was a live podcasting show called the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Mm. And they brought couples on stage to talk about problems. And of course, it wasn't going to be like crazy problems because it was a comedy show. But one of them brought up, (laughs) yeah, they're not going to be like, let me air it all out. But one of them said how she was super social and her partner was not. And she was upset because like he never wanted to go out with her. Like it was always Mm. her like pushing it. Like she felt shut down. She knew he didn't really want to go. Like he would go, but only because like he was basically being forced to go. And that wasn't a good dynamic for him either. Mm. And I thought their advice was actually really good was invite him only to the things that you really want him to be at. Yes. Everything else, like don't invite him. And then he knows those ones are the good, like there's no discussion, like you're going. And he's still really highly valued going out with her though. And they were married couple. So it's not like this wasn't, relationship wasn't working. But I don't know. I think the answer to this whole thing is it's not a red flag. It's just a reason to get curious. That's all there is. And can you find a solution that works and make sure relationship flourish or not? And if not, it goes beyond just do they have friends or not. Right. Yeah, it's not that simple. But it could be simpler than you think. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the answer. 
Oh, so that I think that's a great wrap up to this question. Thank you for sending this in. We're taking even more questions. Keep sending them in. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us like many of you have done (sighs) on Instagram. The handle is at datablepodcast. We're going to try to get to all the questions. So never feel like you're asking too many questions. You can send more than one. But while you're sending those questions, why don't you give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts? Just five stars. And then maybe in your review, you can talk about a brunch talk that really helped you. You can even pose your brunch talk question in the review. We'll go through those. (laughs) We'll read them on air. There's so many different ways to format this review, but the simplest would be, what's your brunch talk question? That's the way to get your brunch talk question to the top of the queue. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's like the equivalent to handing the bouncer 50 bucks at the door yeah. if you can get into this hot club, this hot club called brunch talk. <laughs> this is how you skip the line. Yep, exactly. Okay. On that note, <laughs> we'll see you next week for brunch talk. See ya. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. So you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Stay dateable.